Um, now, if you, if you know Bible, or if you don't, uh, Proverbs is a little bit of wisdom literature, um, and, and that's all going to kind of point into uh, what we're doing tonight. Uh, by the way, how many of you guys been loving our Living My Best Life sermon series? Who's been loving it? Oh, my God. I love, I, I love this series. Why? Uh, if it's your first time in here, what we do in church, we like to take a, a, a season of time to do a collection of ideas, a collection of talks, right? Um, so for four, for four or five weeks, we, we've been diving into this idea of I'm loving Jesus, I believe in God, and, and the truth is, is that I'm living my best life. And not, not because of what I'm doing, but because of who I'm serving. Not really because where my life is at right now, but because of what I'm believing for tomorrow, I'm living my best life. Now this statement in and of itself could see counterproductive in your life. Why? Because you got a world around you that is looking at you and telling you what living really is to them. Notice, to them. Living means doing whatever you feel like it to the world. But, but, but in the eyes of God, real living is being obedient sons and daughters of the Most High King. I don't know about you. Come on, uh, understanding that we are, well, we're not living for ourselves. I'm not my own God, but I got my own master. His name is Jesus Christ. So I don't know about you, but li- like the, I hear that a lot. Like, I'm living my best life. And, and man, I, I really hope, MBYA, I really hope after this series, we understand some tools, some keys in the Bible that are going to help us be people that are actually living their best life. And, and, and that's what we're doing it tonight. And, and the title of tonight, um, the, the title of my sermon tonight is this, I choose life even when it hurts. I choose life even when it hurts. Can I tell you today, the best life ahead of you is in your hands. And I would say it was in God's hands. And I'm not saying it's not in God's hands, but I'm saying God's given you the power of free will. You make a decision if you want to walk in the plan God has for you. You choose the life you want to live. Can I get an amen tonight? Come on, how many people you've seen run in the wrong direction and you've been screaming them down the whole way that that's the wrong way to go? But they choose that way. You, you, you have to choose a life that you want to live. Listen to me, even when it hurts, even when it gets tough, even, even when things don't really add up, you've you got to choose life. Amen? Open your Bibles, the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Before we get into it, I want to tell you about the writer of Proverbs. His name is Solomon. He's a son of King David. King David is the, is the grown-up version of Baby David. Baby David is, is the dude, you know, the, the little shepherd boy with, with a couple rocks and a little sling, and he took down Goliath, right? So, so he grows up, the king of God's people, and he has a son, uh, Solomon, and he's very wise. Solomon, he's very wise. He, he wrote three books in the Bible. He wrote, he wrote Proverbs. He, wrote, he writes Ecclesiastes. He also writes Song of Solomon, and what we're jumping into tonight is the book of Proverbs. Can I tell you, if you want to up in your wisdom, begin to read the book of Proverbs. If you're a person in here that you, you, you seek not to know what to do, but you seek how to know what to think. Anybody here tonight? Think, any thinkers in the room? Here's the thing, here's the thing, leadership tip. If you're ever going to lead a team, don't lead a team of doers, lead a team of thinkers. If I lead a team of doers, then I don't need them. 
Why? Because I'm going to step into every single one of their lives and do for them. And what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to make you think better so that when you're placed in a situation, you have to make a decision. You're not calling on me for your answer, but you have the capacity to figure out what's going on and how to handle that situation. So, so tonight, I, 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 want, I, I, want to, I want to call on all my thinkers. I want to call on those. Listen to me. There's no way you can live the best life ahead of you if you're not walking in wisdom. You guys understand what wisdom is? Proverbs 4, 7. Let's read. Tonight's about wisdom. And, and, and the truth is, is that you're not living your best life until you understand the power of wisdom. So you understand that wisdom is something from heaven, something from God. He wants to give to you. Let's read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It's just one verse tonight. It says, wisdom is supreme. Somebody say supreme. When, when, you, when you go to Taco Bell, some of you guys see where I'm going already. College students in the house, come on, talk about McDonald's. McDonald's, if it's a good week, Steak and Shake, come on. If it's a good week, Chick-fil-A. If it's really good, it's Chipotle this week. Come on, we're going to Chipotle. <laughs> so if you've ever been to Taco Bell, you know there's like a regular like, like, like burrito, right? It's like the regular burrito. But then there's like an option on that menu called the Supreme. You ever heard of the Supreme before? It just makes it better. Here's the thing. When the Bible says something like supreme, you start, highlight it, exit, circle it. I mean, like, tattoo it on your back. Like, when the Bible says something like supreme, here's why. Here's why. Listen to me. Because God's looking at our lives, and he's like, man, you're worried about so many things. Listen, wisdom is number one on my list. Wisdom is supreme. You guys here tonight? Come on. That's some good word. I don't know about you. Come on. Anybody seeking after wisdom? It's supreme. Wisdom is supreme. That's all you need. I'm done. I can drop the mic right here. But I'm not. Why? Because we're going to keep reading. Therefore, listen, so go get it. You guys reading with me? Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Don't think about getting wisdom. Don't pray about getting wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, be, go get it. Some of us are praying for so much stuff that we could just go get. Y'all here tonight? Come on, man. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Oh, my gosh. So what the writer's saying, what the writer's saying, he said, listen, wisdom is number one. Wisdom is something you can get. And number three, even if it costs everything you got, wisdom is worth it. Woo, y'all here tonight? Man, if you just leave with that, you'll be good for tomorrow. Wisdom is number one. I'm going after wisdom, right? I don't want to just jump through the religious hoops, right, and, and look like everyone else and worship like everyone else. I need wisdom to understand what I'm really doing. I'm not just going to be going and saying phrases because all the church people say phrases. I'm actually going to use a little bit of wisdom. Does this make sense? Am, am I praying this way? I'm praying this way. I need a little bit of wisdom to see, Lord, lead me how to actually pray. It's like, so, so wisdom is number one. Wisdom is achievable. And, and number three, it, wisdom, it may cost you everything, but it's worth it. Put some on Instagram today. A wise person in a group of fools may seem foolish. You may look like a fool if you're the only wise one in the group. Foolish people know how to make others look like fools. Come on. But a wise person knows when to defend himself and knows when to be quiet and let the Holy Spirit fight his battles. You guys here tonight? 
You can fight a different way, but God wants you to use wisdom. You can call your mom back and give her all the attitude in the world, but God's asking you to use wisdom. You could stick your middle finger out the window because someone happened to you the other day. He did a gesture. A guy behind me. I have so much car, car drama, y'all. The Lord is testing my patience. He wants me to grow and be mature and, and have perseverance. Then my testimonies may be encouragement for you. So here it goes. I'm driving, and I'm going 37 miles an hour on a 40-mile-an-hour road. If you know me, you know that's, like, very rare. Okay? I'm usually going, like, 41 on a 40. You know what I'm saying? I'm right up on there. I'm right up on this limit. I'm right there. Today, I'm going 37. I know, I know the speed racer that's inside of me, but today I'm relaxing. I was actually in a rental car. I was getting ready to, to uh, go to the airport, go fly somewhere. So I'm chilling in a rental, going like 36. This guy behind me is wailing at me. And I got two options. So actually, what he doesn't know is my dad's in front of me in another car. So it's two on one, buddy. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know this? And now I'm playing. So, so my dad's in front of me, and my dad's not gonna speed up. My dad, and like, he's honking me to go fast. So I look in the rearview. He's like, forty. Like he told me the speed limit. <laughs> I'm like, this guy doesn't know me. I, I, boy, I'll turn. Hold up. Because I'm literally laughing. I'm like confused. I'm like. He's getting me going, and I got my blood rushing. So I'm looking at the rear view, and he's like, he does a gesture I cannot do. I can't do the gesture he did. Um, so, then, so then I get a little aggressive. I speed up a little bit. Again, it's my dad in front of me. I speed up to my dad's car. My dad's probably like, what the heck is this guy doing? Why is he testing me? Uh, so I pull up to my dad, and, 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 and the guy doesn't pull up. So I'm like, oh, here we go. You told me to speed up, and you didn't come with me. So now he's just behind me. Now you just look dumb. So I was like, right, he didn't speed up. So I slow back down. He honks, he honks, he honks. And man, and, 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 and like something came up, like, I, I want to do something back to him. I, I, I want to reciprocate the energy, if you know what I mean. But I did it, and I held myself back. Can you guys give it up for your pastor? He held back. Thank you. We did it. Man, in life, you got to use some wisdom. God forbid I do something to that dude, and he walks into church one day. Today's the day I'm going to go because my daughter's been begging me to go to this church she got saved at. And, oh, that's a youth pastor? He flicked me off. <laughs> oh, what? Is, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> you, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're not using wisdom, you're only going to suffer the sting of your consequences. When you're not living in wisdom, you'll always be running into things that will sting you due to your decisions. You guys here tonight? Here's my next point. You cannot be living your best life if you're not exercising wisdom. Wisdom says, I'm not going to date everyone. Without wisdom, no, no, no wisdom says, I'm going to test every fish in the pond to see which genre I like. Until, until you get an infection and now the same God you asked to, to make you pretty again and the same God you asked to work on your muscles is the same God you're asking to remove a disease. And if you look at the track record of your life, how many times are you asking for blessings 
versus how many times are you asking for wisdom? I know about you, but if wisdom is what I need in this season, then wisdom is all I need in this season. If I'm asking for a blessing, if I'm asking for a breakthrough, and I don't have wisdom, those things will end up turning to curses. Come on, the best person you've been praying for, if you don't have wisdom on how to steward that relationship, that awesome idea can be the thing that destroys your life. Come on, it takes wisdom. Anybody seeking after wisdom in the house tonight? Let me, let me, let me show you something. Listen, next point. Knowledge and wisdom are not the same. Knowledge and wisdom is not the same thing. Just because you have a master's degree in, in, in human sociology, whatever that really means, whatever you're doing with that degree, doesn't make you wise. Just because you know, God, God, God seems to, to make the wise of the world look foolish through the foolish things of the world. Knowledge and wisdom, it's not the same thing. Let me, let me show you some examples. Knowledge builds a house, but wisdom builds a home. You can know how to build a house. Listen, guys, you can know how to start a family. But just because you start a family, that doesn't make you a dad. That doesn't make you a good, a good, good father. you just a baby daddy just because you know how to start a family. doesn't make you a man. Knowledge, y'all better stop. You're seeking after knowledge. You need to seek after wisdom. Wisdom. I need wisdom. Lord, how can I make my house a home? How can I make my toxic relationships better? How can I do it? Knowledge is not the same thing as wisdom. Listen, here's another one. Knowledge builds the Titanic, but wisdom dodges the iceberg. So... So you have a, not a, a lot of knowledge, so you know, you know how to build big things. You know how to do big things. You know how to start big events and do big things and put all of your effort into one thing. But wisdom is what dodges the thing that could take it all down. Yes. How many times have you seen people build up this awesome image of themselves and then one, one, one little sneak peek into who they really are and everything comes crumbling down? Why? Because they built their empire out of knowledge and not out of wisdom. Yes. There's a difference. Here's another one. You're either going to have understanding of God or you're going to walk with God. There's the difference between wisdom and knowledge. I know a lot of people who know about Jesus that choose everything else but him every single day. I know people who have grown up into, into the church. They know a lot about God. They know a lot about the New Testament. They know a lot about Father Abraham and how he had many sons, and many sons had a Father Abraham. They know everything. They've been in Sunday school. Come on, they know the tricks. They know the schemes. But there's not really an authentic relationship with God. Why? Because they've only grown in knowledge, and they never grew in wisdom. Wisdom says you ought to listen to the God that you know of. Wisdom says you ought to follow the God that you understand. Wisdom says you either walk away from your will and walk into the will of God a lot of people know God but don't walk with him a lot of people know Jesus and claim Jesus and name drop Jesus and every time they get but they have no relationship with God thank you for the water <laughs> I had to finish that sentence that way I'm sorry and every and everybody everybody's trying to build listen without without wisdom I mean there's there's you're building a house of cards and there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. I love this. A philosopher said this. Knowledge is, is horizontal, but wisdom is vertical. What does that mean? Knowledge, you can go throughout the whole world and find knowledge. 
You can go as wide as you want. Horizontal. Knowledge is horizontal. Meaning I can go from one area and gain some knowledge and go to the next area and gain some knowledge. And I can go to Greece for six months and gain some knowledge. And I can and fly all the way to, to Australia and gain some knowledge. Right? Knowledge is something we can all gasp and, and we can all kind of achieve horizontally. But wisdom only comes from God. Wisdom only comes from a vertical connection with Jesus Christ. It says in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? What does that mean? That, that when he looks at himself, he sees a wise man. When that person looks at himself, oh, that's, I'm wise. I'm very wise. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Listen, there is, there's more hope for a fool than for him. There's more hope for, for fools than for those who see themselves as wise and they're not actually wise. When you take stubbornness and pride into wisdom, there's, they're never going to correlate. They're never going to mix. I, I've never heard of a, of, of a wise person with pride. Wisdom gives birth to humility. Knowledge gives birth to pride. And you can think because you have all the knowledge in the world that you, you understand the Bible, you understand God, you understand how this thing works. But can I tell you, when you start operating in wisdom, the Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth and to all knowledge. Hear me. Knowledge says, I could, I could kind of run off what the world says is right and wrong. But wisdom says, I need to see what God says is right and wrong. The knowledge says, what, what is everyone doing so I can know what to do? But, but, but wisdom says, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to think? How do you want me to act? How do you want me to pray? How do you want me to walk? Man, if 25 people tonight caught the idea that wisdom is something you need to seek after, even if it costs you everything, even if it takes all your time, man, because you can save so much of your future if you operate in wisdom right now. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord. Is that fear like I'm afraid, like a victim and a robber? Is that fear like I'm afraid, like a victim and a murderer on the chase? Is that like Halloween where they're running and I trip? I'm like, God, don't kill me. God, don't hurt me. Is that type of fear? No, that's not the type of fear the Bible is talking about. When it talks about fear of God, they're talking about have utmost reverence, honor, and respect for God. That's where wisdom begins. It's when you say, God, I, I'm going to have fear of, of you. Not because I'm afraid of you, but because I don't want to let you down. It's the way a son fears his father. Not, not because his dad's, his dad's going to literally destroy him and send him off to a foreign country. But, but, but the, thing, the thing that the kid's fearful of is disappointing his dad one, one, one more time. It's looking at his dad saying he loves him every day, but every time he disobeys him, the father be, begins to look at the son, and the son even questions the love he has for his father every time he explains why he did something over and over and over again. I don't fear God because he's going to send me away. He loves me. His grace is on me. I fear God because I don't want to let him down. I don't, want, I don't want to disappoint my father. I don't want to walk in and, and have to even go through the process of, of, of kind of, God, I don't want, I want to skip that process. I want to skip the drama. Come on. I want to skip the, the moment of just crushing and shame and guilt. I see the future. I see what's ahead. And if I'm not walking in wisdom, I could be falling to a cliff that I could be jumping over. So fear of the Lord, listen, is, is the first step 
It's the first step. It's the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. In the book of Proverbs, there's four types of people. I'm only going to talk about two of these types of people tonight. And hopefully we finish it next week. Is that cool? First person in the book of Proverbs kind of calls on. The first type of person the book of Proverbs talks about that I want to kind of focus on tonight. I'm doing two out of four. Next week we'll do the other two. The first one is the simple. The simple. What is that? What's the simple? The simple is really the simplest way to handle someone who's seeking after wisdom. You guys hear tonight? Pay attention. The simple only do wrong because they don't know any better. It's pretty simple. It says in, in Proverbs 7, 7, I saw among the simple. Somebody say simple. simple. I noticed among the young men a youth that had no sense. Notice Solomon connects the simple with someone being young. Why? Because in this specific type of personality of, of someone who is seeking after wisdom, they are in a younger version of themselves. They're, they're in, a, in, in somewhat of a naive state that they don't know it's bad until they're kind of told it's bad, right? That's why they connect the simple with, with young people and youth. And, and you made that mistake. Why would you do it? And you kind of, I don't know why I did it. Got one person in here. The great philosopher Taylor Swift said this. When you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. It's the perfect example of the simple. You're just so young. Someone tells you they love you, they can go on believing them. He said he loves me, Mom. Girl, you're 13. He can't spell love. I L-U-V you. That's not love, girl. It's really love when you get all caps. L-O-V-E. I'm just kidding. It's still not real. Yeah. That's the simple. They're so naive. I, I, I love, I, I love, honestly, that's the best type of leader are those that make mistakes just because they don't know, right? Let's walk, let's walk together. Let's show you some ministerial ethics. Let's teach you some ethics, right? You don't show up 30 minutes late to service when you're serving, but come on, you let your leader know, communicate, right? I, I love, I love that. Can I tell you that that's, that's the best type of fool to work with? It's the simple one. Right? Like, hey, you kind of did this, and you didn't know it, but, but now you know. So, so let's not try to do that again. And, and, and number one, it, it's the simple. Um, and, and number two, it's the fool. So you have the simple, and you have the fool. The fool knows what's wrong and still does what's wrong. The simple doesn't know what's wrong and is told they're wrong. But can I tell you the, the cure? So tonight... Maybe you're one of these two. Maybe next week you may be one of the other two. But the, listen, to the simple, to the simple in this room, you know what the healing, you know what the cure is for the simple? The cure is time. Time. Maybe you're like that and you feel like you're like that in church and with God. Man, just spend some time in church. Man, spend some time around people who love God. Man, spend, spend some time. And, and, and value time. Don't, don't, look, don't look at where you're at and, and, and diminish kind of where you're at. But, but see where you're at, not where you used to be, but just not where you want to be. And every day you're taking a step and celebrate your steps 
incremental increase is something you need to value as a believer. Not these huge moments, like I went from volunteer to pastor. No, it's like the in-between, every single day, reading your Bible, knowing who God is, loving God. The simple, in order to grow in wisdom, they just need some time. But the fool that is talked about in Proverbs, the fool, you know, you know what the fool, you know the fool, you know what th their defense is? You know what the defense is to a fool? You have the simple, then you have the fool. The defense to the fool is, I want to do what I want to do because I, I feel like it. That's the defense. Why would you do that? The simple, I don't know. The fool, because, because I want to do it. And can I tell you that those who live with that mentality, sometimes the only thing that can cure you is a tragedy. The cure the cure, listen to me, the cure to a fool is tragedy. I, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to keep doing it. I know it's, but I'm going to keep, and, and it's going to take a tragedy that lets you really know how God feels about you. And you know, you, you're going to get the grace of God. You're going to get the love of God. You're going to get the conviction of God that says, listen, come on, there's such a better life out there for you to be living. You ever been in a tragic moment before? I mean, like, but really, really tragic? Anybody really, really tragic? I can't. I have at least five friends who've, who've, who've all gone to jail, life in jail since high school. Five friends. I can name you right now. I have friends that have died younger than me, my age, that I love, that I care for, that I prayed for, that I invited to church. Man, I, I think some of you guys in here have experienced some tragedy. And, and tragedy, I'm about to finish now. Tra tragedy isn't something, listen to me. When you're going through a tragic moment, don't think that the devil won. Don't think because you're going through tragedy that you've been defeated. Tragedy is a chapter in your story, but it's not how the story ends. Because here's what I believe. Every tragedy has a lesson equal in significance to the heartbreak. You guys here tonight? Every tragedy that you faced Everything that has hurt you. Listen, every tragedy has a lesson equal in significance to the heartbreak. As big as your heart was broken, it's as big as God wants to mend your heart back together. As much as you felt that your life fell apart, it's just as much as God wants to put your life back together. And you serve a God that loves you, that cares for you that tries to intervene, but if you live a life knowing what you're supposed to do and doing what you're not supposed to do, God will allow tragedy to walk into your life. You know, you know, what, I think, you know what I think tragedies are? Tragedy is when God says, okay, look back on my, look, look, look back at me. Why, why is it that when we're walking with God, sometimes we forget to look at God? And we're walking, we're serving, and we're doing, doing, doing. And God's like, but if you just look at me, but if you, if you, if you just, just have my attention, you wouldn't be stuck on, on what kind of what's breaking you down, but you'd see that God is actually on the horizon. He's, he's looking at you on the other side of heartbreak. And he's saying, listen, it took a heartbreak. It took tragedy for you to see that I'm the best thing that you need. 
if you think that God, a life in God, means that you're exempt from all bad things from happening, listen, you've got it all wrong. You've got it all wrong. Sometimes, a lot of times, God takes the tragedies in your life to show you that he's in control. Listen to me, I can't tell you how many cases I've seen of young adults that are thinking that that person is for them. They've gotten into a relationship and it destroys them. And then it's in the, the, the destroyed moments and the broken moments that they realize that God is what they needed connected to before they connected to someone else. That it was this relationship that needed to be first and this relationship that needs to be second place. I don't go to heaven in the name of my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I go to heaven in the name of Jesus. Jesus says, who are you? And he says, I'm a servant of you. I love you. I serve you. I'm going to use wisdom. And I'm going to look at every moment and every decision of every day. And I'm going to make the choice to say, not my will, but what? But God's will be done. I'm not living off myself. But I choose life even when it hurts i choose life even when people are talking bad about me because i'm a christian i choose life i I choose life the bible says the road to destruction is wide and many will find it but the but the road that leads to eternal life is straight and narrow that few will find it man only, only a few of us are, are, are walking through the wise way. Only, only, only the, 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 the wise of the world will end eternity walking towards the feet of Jesus. So tonight, I ask you the question. Which life do you choose to live? Last week, we had all these drinks up here. The devil, he, he offers you different things to drink to kind of substitute the living water that the Holy Spirit offers. Man, anybody believe in the, in the living water of the Holy Spirit in this place tonight? It's like a river. It's like an ocean. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a tsunami. Anybody ever been to Typhoon Lagoon? The best wave pool ever, by far. It's just one huge wave, right? Those are great sound effects. Disney needs to hire me. <laughs> that was so weird. You been to Typhoon Lagoon? <laughs> Wiping everybody out. You seen it? Like, <laughs> and and then there's the few there's the few guys, right? I know this because I, I I got the uh, pay one day, come back free all year. So that yeah. I'm that guy. Um, to Typhoon Lagoon, right? In the fall, when it's raining every day. Pray for me. So there's, there's everybody getting wet by the wave, right? But then there's like those two to three dudes that are like on top of the wave, like body surfing. You see them? They're like, shh. And you see the wave, and you see them all the way on top of the wave. You're like, what the? And they're like way over you. Man, I don't want to be the type of Christian that comes to church and just get, gets waved on. And every time we go to church, it's just, oh, that's the love of God right there. 
There goes conviction back in my life, you know. There goes, there goes holiness, right? I don't want that to be me. I want to be the guy that's on top of the wave, riding the wave, not getting slammed by it, but using the momentum of the wave to move me through life. Man, who are you going to be? Someone who is in and out of church or someone who says, I'm riding the wave of love. I'm riding the wave of grace. I'm riding the wave of love that God is sending after me. I choose the life of wisdom, not of foolishness, but of wisdom. Man, if there's going to be something you commit to, man, make it God, the God of the Bible. If there's going to be something you give money to, man, make it the God of the Bible. If there's going to be something you're worshiping, man, make it the worship, the king who deserves all worship. The king of kings. Can I tell you, if there's anything worth dedicating your life to, it's to God. It's to the church. And don't let the world tell you that the most important thing in your life is money. Money is not your God. God is.